You are listening to Motivated from the Six, episode 90. From having a boss to being your own boss. An interview with entrepreneur Sherry Ann Woolley. You're going to love this one. Let's go. to motivate you it's intended to inspire you it's intended to have you stand up in your circumstances no matter what you're going through and demand change for the better i'm your host jeff martin of jeffadmartin.com thank you so much for tuning in today today's episode you're gonna love it this is a great interview with sherry ann woolley from having a boss to being your own boss you're gonna love this one but before we get into that I just want to thank all of you who have tuned in, for all of you who have subscribed, for all of you who have downloaded, for all of you who have clicked play, for all of you who have left a five-star rating. And if you haven't done so, please go do that now. I just want to thank all of you from the bottom of my heart because I know that your time is extremely valuable. And the mere fact that you've taken even a moment within your life to listen to one, if not all of these episodes, I just got to say thank you. And I'm so full of gratitude that you've taken the time and the effort to invest into listening to this podcast. Because ultimately, you are investing in yourself to better who you are. So thank you for allowing me to be a part of that journey for you to making your life better. You know what, before we get into the show, I just got to talk about a little bit of housekeeping issues. So what I've noticed for all you Android user, I'm an Android user and my podcasts, all the ones I listen to, I listen to them through Google Play. What I have found is when I've gone on to my own to Motivating from the Six, this podcast here, I found that the numbers, most of them show up, most of the episodes show up, but there are a couple of them that have not. So I'm looking at mine right now and I can see number 84 is there, but 85 is there, but not 86. And then again, 89, episode 89, the last one I did has not shown up. So what I'm going to say to you is this, if you are an Android user and you're having issues with finding that your podcasts are not popping up the way they should be, I don't want you to miss any of the content that I have. So if you find that the numbers are not in sequential order as they should be, then please go onto my website, jeffadmartin.com, and you'll find all the podcast episodes there. I just don't want you to miss anything because we have some amazing people coming up, some amazing interviews. I have some real amazing topics, and I would hate for that one topic that really resonates with your life, I would hate for you to miss it. So iTunes, it looks like it's good. Stitcher, Intunes, all the other platforms that I use, they look like they're doing well. But for whatever one strange reason or another, Google Play is missing episodes here and there. So if you are a Google Play user, then please, every once in a while, if you notice that there's an episode missing, go to my website, jeffadmartin.com, and you can catch up on all your needs, all your wants, all the episodes that you've missed to ensure that you're getting all the content that you need to get for your life. Today's episode, from having a boss to being your own boss. What does that mean? I'm talking about entrepreneurialism. I'm talking about creating your own business. And this episode here is so timely because the last one I spoke about creating opportunities. Here is a special individual, Sherry Ann Woolley, who created her own possibilities. She paid attention to what was going on around her. She noticed a need and she went out there and she filled the void. She is now running a number of different businesses, all because she's recognized that she had a potential to do something. She had the will, she had the know-how, she had the intent to create something for herself. And now her businesses, so more than one, her businesses are now sustaining the life that she has for herself. She no longer has to answer to anybody in terms of a boss, a supervisor, a manager, a CEO. She answers to herself. 
And I'll be honest with you, this is where I'm moving towards. So this episode here, it really resonates with me. This is an episode that I'm going to listen to over and over again because Sherry Ann really does bring some key elements that people need to create the life that they want for themselves. Society will tell you, let's go to school for four years, let's find that job, let's work for 30 years, let's get that gold watch at the end and a handshake, and now at retirement age, at 60, 70, 80 years old, now you can go and live that great life. I'm not with that. I'm trying to live that life now. It doesn't mean I'm looking to retire, because I, to be honest, I never want to retire. I want to work up until my last day, but I want to work in a situation that belongs to me. A job, a career, something that I can say, this is what was created by Jeff. I don't want to work for somebody else up until it's time to retire. I want to work for myself every single day so I can do things like this, this podcast, write books, speak. You know me, everything that I do has to do with helping people, serving people, to watch people become their best self. That's what I'm working towards. So again, you're gonna hear some really cool and key elements that Sherry Ann brings in this episode. And what you might wanna do is take out a pen and paper and write down the key things that she speaks about because I guarantee you that you can take the things that she's talking about today and apply it to your own life. We don't have to be stuck in the route that everybody else is stuck in, working that job for 30, 40 years. We don't need to do that. You have the ability to create. You have the ability to find opportunities, to find elements that are missing in the world and fill that void. So listen in in this episode. I'm not gonna hold you back any longer. Listen in and listen to some of the key elements that Sherry Ann brings that you can apply to your own life. Let's go. Welcome back to Motivating from the Six. I am so excited to have a special guest on this podcast, Miss Sherry Ann Woolley. Sherry Ann, how are you doing today? I'm great, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, man, I'm excited to have you on here. You have such uh, the information that you have. The story that you have is phenomenal, and I really want to share it with everybody because I truly believe that you have the key to someone else's lock when it comes to uh, being an entrepreneur and jumping from the nine to five type job to creating your own situation, creating your own job. Please take us through who you are and how you were able to make that jump. Okay. Well, um, my, I'm Sherry Ann Woolley, as you said, uh, and I specialize in helping um, small businesses create their business model, business systems, and basically put things in place to help them be sustainable over time. So it's all the process and standard operating procedures that offer, that automate major functions in business. And this allows you to kind of step back and have the business run itself. So the business isn't constantly tapping you on the shoulder because it needs something. So that's essentially what I specialize in. Um, how did I get here? I've managed corporate centers for over 25 years. So I've worked with companies like Bell and Citigroup and CB Richard Ellis. And I gained a lot of practical experience along the way. And funny when you work for these big conglomerates, um, layoffs happen, um, I don't know, I guess in trend. So they, they happen from time to time. So after being laid off the first time, I thought, okay, let me get back in the game. I got back in the game. And the second time I thought, you know what? I'm not going to have someone determine my destiny when it comes to employment or how much money I can make. So I decided to take the skills that I have and um, start a business. And it sounds smoother than it actually is because I did get laid off the second time, but the difference was I was prepared for it. And in doing so, I tried to lay off my cleaning lady who simply wasn't having it. (laughs) And she convinced me to uh, get out and get started with her. So my introduction to the cleaning business came through my own cleaning lady and learning that, uh, learning how she did it and realizing that there was a better way to do it is what got started. Me started on my own. Mm, Okay. So 
going through a situation where you were laid off a couple of times and you realize you said the line, you're not going to have someone determine your destiny. And you got it. I think that's so important that you said that because we live in a society where you are taught to go to high school, then you leave high school and you go to college or university for four years, and then you leave there and you get a job for 30 years, you work there, and at the end of this life, you get this gold watch and a handshake and they say, thank you so much, and now it's time to enjoy life. And (laughs) I think we've learned, we've come a long way, we've learned this society, well, maybe not everybody, but people have learned along the way that there's other ways of creating money. There's other ways of, of living. And you have done that. Again, you have found a way to um, determine your own destiny and not allow the man, so to speak, the, the big corporation to dictate how you're going to live your life. And I think it's so important that we kind of really get to the, the key of that. You talk about being scared. You talk about when you, you got laid off. Can you take us a little bit more into your feelings at the time of making that jump? Oh, absolutely. Um, So, you know, first time around, I thought I was at the top of my game and I was doing, I was an excellent performer. So I always exceeding in my performance ratings. Um, And it, it just came as a shocker. I was busy looking at the role I played, the department I was managing and not at the greater Um, the bigger scale, the bigger picture. And um, in doing so, you know, you get laid off and it kind of hits you. It kind of blindsides as a sucker punch, really. And, um, you know, you get yourself up and you pick yourself up and you get back into it. And as I got into it the second time around, I'm like, "I, I can't let this happen to me again. What can I do differently this time? And instead of watching just the department that I was managing, I started looking at the business from a corporate level and looking at how they played in the news. And when I started to look at that, I start, that's when I realized another one is coming for me. So again, I had some really good uh, managers and mentors in corporate. And one of my mentors used to always say, it is just a job. It doesn't matter what level you are. It doesn't matter how many people you manage. It is just a job. Yes, you will do your very best in this job. Mm -hmm. But when you look at it as just a job, it makes you realize that your skills are worth something. Your skills are transferable and you can always get a job somewhere else. So Mm -hmm. I had that kind of thinking throughout much of this because that's what my mentor slash leader was telling me. So I believed it. And then when I got laid off the second time, I knew it was coming. So I started to prepare my own life, get rid of credit card bills, um, get rid of my cleaning lady. I started to make preparation for it. So when it happened the second time, it was, okay, that was just a job. And I literally asked the HR lady that handed me an envelope. I said, what is the the date on this that you need this package back by? Because they packaged me out. And she told me. So when I got in my car, I tossed that baby in the back seat and I was determined not to be, um, not to have my life kind of controlled by the circumstance of this event. And, you know, as I say it and I look back, I, it it sounds really good, but it was such a um, kind of, Uh, haphazard thought that I gave it and today I would probably give it the same thought but now I'm more mindful I wasn't going to be that person that my um, my life was going to be altered by the circumstances that were happening at the time it was just something that was happening that I had to move through and it wasn't happening um, to me it was just it was happening and I don't know how to put that but I didn't want to take it on as a personal uh, event I definitely understand that you said something that was so beautiful there you said what can I do differently so you go through the situation and you ask yourself a key element which I think is so important what can I do differently and I think it's so important that we look at that because, again, I, I just go back to what the world teaches us. We, we work at this job for so long and we really don't, I think a lot of us, we don't ask ourselves, what can I do differently in this situation? We get so uh, dependent on that paycheck that comes in every other week. We get dependent on those 
the, the, the pension, the, 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 the benefits, the things that they say that, you know, they hold you enough to kind of keep you and not have you thinking, okay, how can I create my own life? But you asked yourself, what can I do differently? Why is that question so important? Why was it so important for you? Um, it's something I carry throughout my whole life. I don't, and it, it's part of what I do in business today, this whole systems thing. When you have uh, a proper system in your business, you cannot blame people if the system is tight. So the very first thing I always do is I look at the system and I kind of do my life the same way. I cannot turn around and point blame or put blame on other people because that's just the cadence of life. What I can do is look at how I perceive things, how I participate in things, because what I have 100% control over is me. So right. I will always look at, okay, how can I play differently? How can I do differently? How can I be differently? How can I talk differently, be differently? Like, I, I will always look at what role did I have in this, if any. And if I come up with blanks, then I know the system is broken or, or whatever I'm participating in is, is broken. But I try very hard not to just turn out blame. Mm, mm. Self-reflection is what it sounds like. Self-reflection, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, because again, I am the one thing that I can control, right? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we create our own obstacles. They could be um, stories that have been baked into our subconscious from, from time. Um, so I know that there is some digger deeping, some self-awareness that can be done no matter the situation. And that's where I always turn to first, which is probably why I judge myself so much. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think we, we can all be um, the judge, uh, the jury, the executioner, as they say, uh, towards ourselves. But yeah, it, it's so important to have that ability to self-assess. If we can self-assess and really be honest with ourselves, we can really look at the gaps and the holes within our lives and really uh, start to move forward in trying to correct some of those areas. And again, going Absolutely. back to what you said about doing things differently, you can't do things differently until you start to really take an assessment of your life where you are in your situation. You got it. So again, you've come from a situation where you were laid off, you've created your own situation. I know you talked about it a, a second ago, but you have a couple of businesses. Is that right? I do. I guess you can call me a serialpreneur. Yes, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so I have uh, the cleaning business, which is what I started when I, when I first got laid off. And um, I built it to multiple six figures. It runs itself. Um, and it gives you what all entrepreneurs crave, which is freedom. But as I was building it, I didn't realize that all the skills and browbeating that I learned in corporate were at play. Mm. Um, and, and maybe it's not so much that I didn't realize it. I didn't realize how powerful that was and that it was a skill set in and of itself. So, you know, m several years into my business, I've had it for going on 11 years now, I was approached by people to, um, who asked me, because I travel a lot, how do you travel so much? How are you leaving your business? Wh who's managing your business? And I'm like, well, I've got people that work there. And they're like, well, they know what to do. You leave for a month and they, you know, so it's. I didn't realize it was a skill in and of itself, but it is. So I then turned that into a coaching business. So now I coach entrepreneurs how to build multiple six figures and create a business that operates automatically. So systems in place to help people know what to do, when to do it, etc. So um, that's what came from there. And then in being online, I guess, and, and moderating a, a group of, uh, I think we're 16 or 1700 now, I was approached by um, a TV uh, station to uh, participate in a program called Under New Management with Arlene Dickinson. So I've got that going on and uh, I'm, do I'm doing that with my sister and we ended up buying a business, which I can't talk about, so don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have you back on when that business is allowed. I'd love to come back. Amazing. That's awesome. So let me talk to you about this. Oftentimes when we look out into an area, so let's use the example of being a baker. 
if I love to bake and I'm thinking about creating my own business and I look into the field and I see that there are a ton of bakers, you know what? I'm going to use a real life example for myself. So I created my children's book and I remember walking into um, a bookstore and you look around and there are thousands and thousands and thousands of children's books. And I'm like, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, what am I doing? Like this, this area is so saturated. There's no room for my itty bitty book. But then you start to go forward. So I, I want to relate it to you in terms of your cleaning business. You have Molly Made. You have, uh, there's a ton of cleaning businesses out there. Why did you believe at the time that there was room for you and your business to grow? Ignorance. Ignorance is bliss, I guess. <laughs> so first of all, I, um, I didn't look at the grand scheme and where other cleaning companies were. I started it through um, a need. My cleaning lady, after I let her go, tried very hard to convince me to come and clean with her. And I was cocky. I was like, I'm not leaving a six-figure business to go scrub other people's toilets. I've got three of my own at home to scrub. Mm. And she just insisted and was persistent. So I actually went out with her. And um, in doing so, I realized that there's an actual process to cleaning. She took me to a home that takes her two hours to clean. And it took me five hours the first wow. time I went. Wow. I lost time. I was paranoid about, you know, cleaning the window and the neighbor looking up. And he's probably wondering, who is this black woman in these white people's homes? Because that <laughs> is what it was. And right. he just kept staring. So I ran downstairs to make sure the door was locked. Then I learned the back door was unlocked. And then I went upstairs to, you know, do the one bathroom. Then I went across to the bathroom, another bathroom, because I thought, okay, I'll do all the bathrooms together. There was no process. So it took me five hours and I was proud Wow. And when I called my cleaning lady to say, hey, I've done, I'm done. And she's like, well, what took you so long? Mm. And I was like, wow, where did I fall short? Then I got complaints on top of it because the client had just been married, had put some chalkboard art on her mirror and she wanted it cleaned. But it looked so perfect. Why would I clean it? There right. was no instruction. I didn't know. Okay. So leaving that day, I went home and I thought, this lady's doing it all wrong and maybe there's room for me in this. Okay. So I realized, you know, security matters had to be put into place. There should be some kind of work order or work schedule that tells you what to do in the home. So I would know to have cleaned the window. There should be some safety check to make sure doors are locked. There's got to be some order moving through the home. So that day I left and that's what I built. I mm. built all the processes and the procedures to get this thing up and running the way I thought it should go. And then um, my neighbor was trying to sell me products at the same time. And um, I didn't believe in eco-friendly. I grew up on Lysol and Pinesol and all that fun smelling stuff. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, that's how a clean house smells. Yes. And so when she gave me these products, I shoved it under my sink, but she too was relentless. And I, and I thought, you know what, this is just the perfect storm. I've got a cleaning lady who's harassing me to clean and I've got a neighbor who's harassing me to sell or to buy her eco-friendly products. Mm. And so I sat and I thought, and I thought all these different scenarios to improve the situation and to really make a service where people would be going out to clean, not me. Mm-hmm. And then my neighbor asked me to join um, this show that takes place in the Markham at the Markham Fairgrounds where you sell all your baby old clothes, apparatus, books, etc. And I said, you know what, let's not do this. Let's do a cleaning booth for me. Okay. <laughs> so she was on board. We set up like a science fair project on Bristol board and we had her products testing with, you know, marker on, 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 on photographs and lipstick on mirrors. And we, made our booth very different. We pushed our table back. We stepped in front. We spoke to everybody okay. and we got 52 names that day. Wow. Amazing. So I offered some half services to these people. And by the time it dwindled down, I got five clients and the rest is history. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Let me ask you this. Where is your cleaning lady today? Does she work for you? You know what? We lost touch maybe about four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and the other reason I use eco-friendly is because I noticed that she had a really hard time um, breathing and respiratory issues. And 
sinus problems. And so one of the first things, two things I did was use my neighbor's eco-friendly product. So we still use that product today and uh, implement masks. So people wear masks on every job. So some homeowners want you to, you know, splash bleach in their toilet or use a certain product that they claim is the only product you can use on the wood floors. And these are chemical driven. So we'll wear masks. Mm -hmm. What I love about your story is that, again, you talk about your cleaning lady and then you're talking about how you started and created your own business where people now are working for you. You use the line, prepare your own life. And of course, you lost such with your cleaning lady. So we don't know uh, if she has her own business. But the thing is, you do. So what I'm saying is that just because you stepped in that arena, it didn't automatically mean that you were destined to create this business. You did it because you prepared your own life. You put yourself in a situation where you said, I have to grow this. I have to do this for me. I have to create something. And you were able to do that. The last podcast episode I had, I spoke about creating your own opportunities and there's needs around you, but you just have to pay attention to see that. And you obviously saw a need. Again, uh, if you look at the bigger picture of, of the cleaning companies, it looks massive, but you realize there was a need. There was a niche for you. You could step right in there and create something. And that's exactly what you did. Yes. And the other thing was um, the level of service that I had gained in over 25 years of corporate experience. I knew that other companies weren't delivering that kind of service. I know that, you know, because it's cleaning, some people see it as dirty, but it's an absolute necessity, especially when you are out of your home commuting 10 to 12 hours a day between commuting and going to work. Who wants to clean on the weekend? Right. So I knew if I could uh, could appeal to that person and really show them how they were going to get their time back and deliver the service that I learned in all of my corporate years, that I would have a winning product. It wasn't until I was in maybe three or four years that I intentionally became com- competitive with my competitors, doing what they did, um, trying to have the edge on them, that type of stuff. Mm. Okay. Okay. Now you have some pieces that you want to talk about, which I think is so important. The three must have lifestyle habits that actually give you more time and control. So you can have actually, so you can actually spend time working on the parts of your business that matter. Please take us through that. What are the the three elements that you think are so important for us to develop that business and that business mindset? So first of all, I think it's really important that um, people understand what their skill sets are. I think oftentimes we get into situations where we um, we want to do, let's say, I'm going to use my cleaning business as an example. <clears throat> we want to do something like a cleaning business and we just get up and we start the cleaning business. Mm -hmm. And we try to get through things like maybe the money department or the financials in our business. And that's not our skill set. So understanding where we are strong and playing in those sandboxes and reaching out for help in the areas that we're not is really, really crucial in order to even get started. You need to recognize those things, right? So that's, that's number one. Okay. Um, and and the, the other thing is building, you know, tiny habits that allow you to have more time. This whole thing that we run around this, around society saying, oh, I'm so busy, I'm too busy. I'm, I, I think that's a farce. I really do. I think it is just words and people aren't really thinking about the words that are coming out of their mouth. And um you know, you actually gain more time when you can do things like time block your calendar, uh, schedule time to do things, mm-hmm. whether it is, you know, pop out to to go to the grocery store or um, read a book or say your affirmations, scheduling the time and sticking to it with laser focus is really, really, really important. Mm-hmm. And it allows you to work on the parts of your business that really matter right? The sales, the marketing, um, and the administration, the operations. So that, that's kind of one, one, one thing. Um, the other is uh, really understanding where this all fits into your lifestyle. We talk about um, work-life balance. Mm-hmm. 
And you'll hear people say, oh, there's no such thing. I strongly believe there is such a thing. Okay. Balance doesn't mean equilibrium on the scale. It means that you cut out the time to do the things that are needed to be done. So for me, I work on the weekends because I enjoy that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not much into the clubs. I, I don't go to movies. So for me, it is a thrill to do work. So in the week, I'm available to my staff because, as I said, I've got three companies, so I have to be there for them. I'm available to my staff. And on the weekends or in the evenings, I get done the more studious things, the more uh, brain-mattering things that I need to get done. Um, those happen either at the crack of the dawn or the end of the day. So understanding yourself to the point where you can sculpt a day that works for you that is that's massive and then the third thing is um, building into your lifestyle some kind of meditation me time prayer whatever that is for you mm -hmm. um, I do all <laughs> all three um, because you have to be able to keep your mind right and be able to control your mind there's so much noise happening out there. And uh, just as an example, when I started my business, it was in 2008. So this is when the uh, economic climate wasn't, you know, conducive for many things to occur. Right. Went to a networking event, which is, again, something that I hadn't done in a long time. So I was just getting out there. And uh, a man who owns a, a marketing company said to me, you got to be crazy. In fact, he used the word stupid you got to be stupid to think that you could start a cleaning business in this climate. People have no money. They're wow. not going to pay for cleaning. Wow. Now, had I listened to this fool, right. yep, yep. <laughs> where would I be today, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. how would that have affected me as a person? It, it could have not had me do any of my business. It could have made me be, you know, a, uh, I don't know, an employee for the rest of my life. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not what, was happening for me at the time so being able to know yourself with such conviction that you can keep yourself on track no matter how much someone tries to push you off mm -hmm. and oftentimes they're not trying to deliberately push you off they just have their goat mouth so to speak and they're talking and it affects you so being able to stay strong through that your mindset is huge huge mm. because my story is not his story that's right that's right fair. so mindset i i think that's one of the greatest things i've learned how to uh deal with and to build and to pay attention to i think that would be the most valuable thing that i've learned in the past two years so those are the the three kind of must-haves is building yourself mini habits around the things that you can do finding help where you cannot um manage um focusing on yourself having some me time meditation prayer etc and um really knowing your lane staying in your lane knowing what that is right you can look outward but make sure you know where you are on your own path okay okay that's yeah. some really good, that's some really good stuff i love that and you know what let's take a moment just to shout out all the haters the people who <laughs> want to step in the way the people who want to put their negativity their own fears on everybody else let's just quickly shout them out because you know what i could say for me in my own life some of those people have really drove me to to my purpose and to my to my my passions because they believe that things couldn't happen, but that's their life, as you talked about, right? You live your own life. You have your own story. So I just want to shout them out real quick because they really are a pivotal part in the people's growth. They were in mind. Huge, huge. <laughs> I'm glad that you said that because I don't want people to think they have to cut off haters. You need to learn how to listen to haters um, and then, you know, know where you are and know how to pivot based on that information, but we got to love the haters. Big up the haters. Big up the haters. Yeah, that, that's a whole episode on itself. We're, we're definitely yes. going to have to address that one. So you, sure. talk about, you talk about why you need to exercise your brain and how this can help drastically change your life and better your business. Please take us through that. What does that mean? It is so big. It's so big. And I didn't realize how big it was until I embarked on mindset. And I got to give you this story. So... Um, I hired a coach probably a year ago now, and 
Um, I hired her based on um, writing and just getting my online program down packed. And she started the program with meditation. And Mm. I'm West Indian. I'm like, meditation? Meditate what? (laughs) You know, you're told meditation is all kinds of different things, but holy, right? It's not something that you should participate in. Right, yes. Right? Um, Prayer is the way to go and meditate on prayer. Well, I decided to give it a shot because I was also going through this point in my life where um, everybody talks about um, accepting change and doing things different and getting into your uncomfortable zone in order to grow. And I said, well, here we go. This is uncomfortable. Let me see what this is about. (laughs) Because I strongly believe that I do control my mind. So if it was some kind of obiating, I'd be out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I I participated. And the first time I laughed through, because being quiet with yourself usually means going to sleep or you're in deep thought about a specific thing. And when I'm being told to focus on my breathing, I I laughed. So my first session was laughter. (laughs) My second session, um, I was able to really participate, do the breathing, still my body, um, control my breathing. Like it was, it was quite magical. And I actually was able to get myself into a space where there was no thought. It doesn't last long, but it is a very scary and dark place. And Mm. I mean, dark is in black because now you have no thought in your mind. Mm. And I actually had to jump up and literally get off of the sofa because it was scary. Mm. And the person who leads my meditation said, that is where you need to play a little bit more because that is truly shutting yourself down, shutting off your mind, relaxing your body. Um, I like to talk about this 11 that I've got happening between my eyebrows. And it was went through meditation that I was able to actually relax this muscle because I didn't realize I was always living with this tense tension on my face. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So when I learned to do that, I realized that things started to change for me because you really can control your mind and you really can, let's say you're going to have an outburst of anger. You really can decide right before that anger to change your actions, to change the way you think about it. Yes. So, and that's pretty powerful when you're about to blow a gasket and you can decide, nope, put a smile on your face instead. Mm. It changes whatever situation had you thinking that you were going to blow a gasket, it changes it like a complete 180. It's huge. So learning how to um, control your mind, it really helps keep you sane. It -hmm. keeps you on path. It keeps you focused. It gives you clarity and it boosts your self-confidence. So for me, I have, you know, all my affirmations that I, that I say and do, I actually visualize. So it's the physical and visualizing at at the same time. So I actually picture where I want to be, what's it going to feel like, who am I going to be surrounded by? I actually take the time to paint that picture and paint it every single day. Wow. Um, And so just being able to, just all of this that I do, I don't think, and I thought about it this morning and I was about to have a little heart attack and then I thought, no, you got this. Don't go there. Being able to control your thought, where it goes and where it doesn't go is, is so important and so valuable. If I were to get into all the little details of what's on my plate, what's going wrong, who needs my attention, I would stress myself right out. I think I would just instantly become depressed because it's a lot. Mm -hmm. But because I have learned how to focus on right now, how to accept that I can only do what I can do Mm -hmm. and to understand that people around you is very, very much necessary. Even if you're a solopreneur, especially if you're a solopreneur, Mm -hmm. because we both know that as much as you interview so many people a week or a month, 
-hmm. It's a lonely place being an entrepreneur. Absolutely. Yes. So understanding all of that and keeping your, your mind in order and focusing on what's before you and time blocking, I time block a lot. It helps you to A, get things done and B, focus on what matters right now. Mm. So being able to control your brain is huge. It's really important that you exercise your brain and part of that exercise is reading. And I don't mean listening to audiobooks. That's great because you're getting knowledge, but actually reading, it actually helps your brain to remember. It helps your subconscious mind to bake things in. It helps pave that new neural pathway that you need in order to make change. Mm -hmm. Um, But reading is massively important because it gets your brain into the position to remember. Mm -hmm. And remembering is so important because we do everything on our cell phones today. right? Your cell phone tells you when to do this, when to do that. You've got a meeting, you've got phone numbers locked in there. Nothing is really requiring you to memorize anymore unless you're a speaker or something and you choose to. But reading is important for that. And doing little brain exercises like trying to memorize a line, Mm. like trying to do a Sudoku or a word puzzle, something where it's pen to paper, or holding a tangible book in your hand, those are really, really important for your brain. Um, So I participate in lots of of brain work um, to keep my mind going. Okay, okay, and that's so important as well. Yes, for sure. We have one brain, we gotta make sure it's working, it's functioning. And really, again, we have the ability to create, we have the ability to look out to the world and see what the needs are to develop um, that idea, that that the app, that book, that business, whatever it is. So let's make sure our brains are working the way they should be so it can help to create the life that we should have for ourselves. So I want to talk about as well, another point that you bring up, what we should do if we don't know where to start in our professional or personal life. How do we go about getting started? So the idea here is to really know yourself. Um, and I, I always say to people, whether you want to start a business or you've been working in corporate for 20 years and now you think you can start a business and said, um, said uh, business or, or topic, you really need to understand yourself. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure that you can attest to this. When you leave the corporate environment or if, you know, having a business is a side hustle for you, you really need to, there's a change that happens in you that I don't even think most people understand that it's happening. They probably see it as failure or as challenges, but you have to be a different person in order to get to the life of your dreams. So who you are today is not the person you're going to be when you're making $20,000 a month or whatever your goal is. Mm -hmm. Um, You're not going to be the same person. So being able to dig deep and understand yourself is really, really important. There's a transition that happens when you move from corporate to running your own business. It's around you know, the level of dedication, it's around the blood, sweat and tears that you will put into your own business that you didn't have to do in corporate. It is wearing many different hats all at the same time, and whether you like it or not, in order to get your business going. And, you know, before I talked about, you know, hiring people or employing skill people with skill sets in the areas that you are weak and even in doing so it takes a lot out of yourself to recognize that that needs to be done and then to do it because Mm -hmm. delegating sounds great but it's not easy you need to have certain things in order in order for it to to happen properly so when you know yourself professionally, personally and professionally, it really helps you to create a day that works for both yourself and the business. It allows you to understand how to divvy up your time and where to put your focus. Mm-hmm. It is about being on time and holding yourself accountable the same way that your boss would have in corporate. So really understanding these things and knowing these things are going to happen is important. 
Um, because even if you don't know and you leave your nine to five to go to work in your own business, these things are going to happen. So right. being open-minded enough to be able to accept them and see them coming is massive. Mm. Sherry Ann, there's a couple of things I want to ask you before we close here. Absolutely. The first question I want to ask you is my Oprah question. <laughs> what do you know for sure? What do you know for sure? Hmm. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. um, I think what I know for sure is that we live in an abundant world and there's tons out there for everybody. Um, but it just doesn't come to you. You really have to get to understand yourself and have full control over yourself in order for that abundance to come. Sometimes we say that we are, uh, we believe in abundance, but we move from a place of scarcity. So we just have to be very mindful of that. But that's one thing I know for sure. It's out there for all of us. Mm, I love it. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Where can everybody find you? Where can they find your business, your websites, your social media? Please let everybody know where they can find you if they want to learn more about what you're doing and what you're offering. Okay, so um, my cleaning company is at monacleaning.com. Uh, my Instagram page where I kind of talk about uh, mentoring and my personal life is at mentor with Sherry. And um, my masterclass where you can learn how to build your own six-figure business and um, get your mindset right uh, and your messaging is at www.nobsbreakthrough.com. Mm, I love it. I love it. And please talk about real quick your uh, your YouTube page as well, because I watch your videos and I think they're very insightful. So I um, I had started a lifestyle channel on YouTube, and it kind of has a little bit of my cleaning, a little bit of just lifestyle, healthy living. And um, it's actually the work I love to do. Video is the hardest thing for me to do, but I had the most fun doing that. Um, and it, it's, it's just really hard to keep up with all that I had going on. So I've kind of stopped, but I, I see that some of them are at like 20,000 views. I'm so proud of myself. But that was all about the healthy lifestyle, um, cleaning with eco-friendly products, um, and getting your body fit and ready, uh, your environment, uh, keeping your environment clean and some things, you know, that you should know about your environment in order to live a healthy life. Um, and that this is all a journey, whether it's, you know, a business or your personal life or healthy living or turning green, it's all a journey. And the moment that you can stop to enjoy the journey, because it's all about the journey, is the moment that the goal becomes uh, just a thing that you're after and just a thing that you continually hit. But yeah. we got to love the journey. we got to love the journey. It really is about the journey. You're right, because you spend most time within the journey. As you talk about, we have a goal. And once we hit the goal, whatever your goal is, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a million dollars opening three business locations whatever your goal is once you get there and it's like okay cool but you're going to develop another goal anyway right absolutely. so absolutely it's the journey as you said it is the journey you just it's the journey you high five the goal and then you get on another journey right yeah. so people miss out on the journey because the journey is the painful part it's the part that requires you to show up every day consistently yes. Yes. Uh, the same way so it, it is the journey that we really need to uh, figure out and fall in love with mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely my last question I'm gonna ask you to put on your speakers hat because you speak as well <laughs> I want you to speak to that person who is sitting, listening to this, who is trying to make that transition. They're working in that corporate job. They're working in that, in that cubicle. They want to start their own business, but they have that fear. They have that doubt. They have those people that we spoke about who keep talking in their ear and saying, I don't think this is a good time to do it. And we know the best time to jump is absolutely now. I want you to speak to that person. You have about a minute to speak to that person directly. They're standing in front of you and please help them through their situation as they're trying to make that transition. Okay. So I'm going to start by saying, dig deep. What, what is holding you back? What is the fear? Um, I, I 
Oftentimes we apply the wrong label to our feelings. And I think that that's where you need to start. What is it that you are so fearful of? Is it the paycheck? Is it you don't know what to do? Is it um, you've got someone in your head telling you that, you know, this is not going to work? But I would need you to really dig deep first and foremost to figure out what that is because we can't get past here unless we know what that is. Really knowing yourself um, is the first piece. Understanding, you know, what this fear is. And when you can properly identify the fear, I want you to grab it by the ears and look it right in the face and play with it. Understand what it is. Your fears are always going to be there. So you need to pull them out, call them out of the corner and play with them. Because the moment you do that, you start to give your fears less power. And when you can take away the power from your fear, now you hold the power. And the power is in your strong suit. So I would really love to understand where this story is coming from, show you how to sit and play with that fear so that you can call it out before it calls you out. And then you can put it to rest. And then we would work on creating a whole new story. I like you to understand that the path that you, the beliefs that you have, have been paved into your neural pathways, like going through a forest where the um, path is already laid for you. But now I want you to take a whole new path you're going to go through the shrubs, you're going to go through the sticks and the twigs, and that's the travel that you're going to do, and you're going to keep going down that path until that becomes your new laid path. And the old path is laid, buried over with, with bushes and twigs, etc. This piece is so important because this is the same piece that will prevent you from marketing your business every day. This is the same piece that will prevent you from starting the business. This is the same piece that will prevent you from spending what you need to spend. And this is the same piece that's going to keep you exactly where you are today. Powerful. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I love that. I love that. (laughs) Thank you you so much. And to my listeners, I will see you at the top of the next episode. Sherry Ann, thank you so much. That was amazing. Thank you, Jeff.